Hello, Cryptonauts. Welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, with my co-host, Jake Jarbelli, to give you the Sunday Top 10 Daily Stats, as well as your crypto news of the day. Make sure you check us out on Discord and YouTube. We would like and appreciate the sub and some comments on YouTube. With that said, enjoy the episode. Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, here with my co-host, Jake Jabrelli, to give you the top 10 daily stats and your crypto news of the day. With that said, how's it going, Jake? Good. Going pretty good, thanks, John. All right. Happy Sunday. Happy. How was your weekend so far? Pretty good. I had a, I had a nice little trip yesterday around this year. It was awesome. Awesome. That was a good filler right there. Enough time for me to refresh Clan Gecko. Alright, let's start out with Bitcoin settling at uh, $46,741.18 with a 7-day gain of 4.8% and a market cap of $878 billion. Wow. Wow. Back up to trillion now. Go, well, Go, I know. Then we got number two, Ethereum settling at $3,264.93 with a seven-day gain of 3.6%. And number with a market cap of $382 billion. Uh, number three, Cardano settling at $2.19 with a whopping, whoa! I haven't seen those kind of numbers in a long time. A seven-day gain of 48.1%. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, market cap of $70 billion. Okay, number four, Tether. Settling at $1 with a 0.2%. With uh, 63. You know what? Speaking of uh, uh, stable coins, do you think stable coins are going to be in the top 10 or eventually they'll fall out? They're always going to be in the top 10 just because of what they do. Mm. Okay. Uh, that Tether has a market cap of $63 billion. All right. Uh, number five, Binance Coin s- settling at $410.03 with a 15.1% gain in the past seven days with a $63 billion market cap. Number six, XRP settling at $1.30 with a whoa, whopping 59.7% gain in the past seven days with a market cap of $60 billion. Number seven, Dogecoin is back up with uh, settling at 32 cents with another whopping 26.7% in the past seven days with a market cap of $42 billion. Number eight, USD coin settling at $1. Wow. With a 0.1% gain and a market cap of $27 billion. Number nine, Polkadot settling at $22.98. With a 9.3% gain in the past seven days, with the market cap of 23 billion dollars. And let's see, where are we? At? Oh, I lost my spot. Number 10, right? Number 10, Uniswap. Uh, settling at 29 dollars and 72 cents, with a 5% gain and a market cap of 15 billion dollars. All right, Cryptonauts, that is your top 10 daily stats. Your overall total market cap is at two trillion dollars. Up by 0.2%. 
don't forget to collect your daily candies. Obviously, you log in, you collect your candies, and get yourself some awesome free NFTs. All right, Jake, I'm out of breath. I'll let you start off with the first news article. Go ahead. Yeah, actually, I was interested in this one, this uh, dark web criminals uh, thing that's been going on here. It's kind of, yeah, it's a neat concept. So dark web criminals have built a tool, uh, I it's been around for a while, that checks for dirty Bitcoin. Newly discovered tool on the dark web lets criminals check how clean their Bitcoin is, right? The tool is called Antinalysis, which was built by an administrator of a darknet market to help their merchants launder Bitcoin, uh, of course, according to the analysis by Tom Robinson, co-founder of London-based blockchain investigation for Elliptic. After a wallet is linked to Antinalysis, the tool breaks down uh, from where the Bitcoin it holds originates and how risky it might be to hold it. Bitcoin earned from darknet markets, ransomware, and theft are considered to be an extreme risk, while Bitcoin from exchanges and freshly minted coins are classified as no risk. The assessment helps criminals, right, yeah, helps criminals work out how likely it is that crypto exchanges will flag their crypto as proceeds of crime, right, Robinson. Elliptic provides these tools to cryptocurrency exchanges. Any analysis runs on Tor, a privacy-oriented web browser that allows access to the dark web. It costs about $3 to generate a risk report. I think that's a pretty good deal. Mm -hmm. We're typically moving around when it comes to Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. That is illegal. Elliptic test, uh, tested the tool and found out it's poor at detecting links to major dark web markets. This is perhaps not surprising, providing accurate blockchain analysis requires significant investment in technology and data collection over long periods of time to analysis by the tool of the tool by expert Brian Krebs shows the results provided by anti-analysis be the same as those provided by MLBot, the anti-money money laundering detection software. That suggests that criminals built the tool basically based on AMLBot. <laughs> They're criminals, right? They're going to steal something. Um, Robinson identified the creator of Analysis as one of the developers of Incognito Market, a dark web marketplace that specializes in narcotics, launched in late 2020. So, it, without going further, much further on this, it's not that surprising that somebody can come along and steal the tool and make yeah. it their own, right, so they can do this checking. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of, I'm, I'm liking this a little bit to um, taking a picture of yourself doing the crime and then posting it to social media want the clout of having said look at me, I'm so amazing, I did this and got away with it, but now we know who you are, where you live, and what Facebook account you are on. So, uh, probably not a good idea to advertise your crime. Yeah. Um, and I get that, that uh, quote criminals, which honestly in my opinion most criminals are just idiots <laughs> happen to find an opportunity and uh, we're smart enough to understand that if you do it legally, you can still do crime get away with it and will be sanctioned by the U.S. Just become a politician. You know? um, I'm not saying it's easier. <laughs> I'm just saying yeah. there are other ways of doing crime legally. <laughs> um, but uh, it's 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 not that weird of an idea, I guess. But it's it's just like, don't advertise your crime. Do your crime in the shadows. <clears throat> most it, criminals it, do it. It happens all the time, man. But, all yeah, the this time. is almost like saying, like I said, hey, I'm a criminal, come arrest me. 
Yeah. Or you know when uh, when you got those rap artists uh, flashing those guns in their music videos, knowing that they can't they're they're on parole, they can't be having any kind of weapons. But yeah, okay, all right, buddy. I see you made a music video and you're holding a bunch of guns. All right, next news written by Ekin Jack. Trading for Ethereum NFT collectibles cooled down after frenzy. Uh, let's see, declining sales volume from several top NFT projects suggests that the non-fungible trading frenzy that began two weeks ago has cooled down. Data from CryptoSlam shows non-fungible tokens became popular this year after the internet adopted them as a uh, as decentralized ownership certificates for digital or physical assets. NFT sales exploded in February, but hype around them soon subsided after the market became oversaturated. Of course, I mean, it, it, yeah, I, you know what? I don't want to go on my whole frenzy about the uh, Ethereum blockchain. <clears throat> Non-fungible tokens. Okay, blah, 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 let's go. Skip on down here. The CryptoPunks trading frenzy has since subsided. Sales decreased by 73% this week, but its brave spurt helped other crypto collectibles rise to the top over the past month. Art blocks sales have risen by 710% to a total of nearly $200 million. Sales of the NFT art, which are computer generated according to a random seed phrase, rose by a further 50% this past week, scoring another $61 million last night. Chromie Squiggle? Squiggle number 3784 sold for 750 ETH, approximately $2.3 million. This project's highest sell so far. This is crazy, man. This is crazy. Uh, People got a lot of money that they made off of crypto and they're <clears throat> dumping it back into crypto. I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. There's no, I don't see real use case out of this. I, I mean, if you're gonna Our play the game, it's like. It's like people that collect cars, and then, like, literally, there's people out there, and this is no joke, I know this, because I've been around this sphere for a few years, Um, classic car collecting. These folks that have these luxury vehicles, not just the classics, but, like, the super luxury, very rare cars, they go around to these car shows... They show them off. They don't know anything about the car. They have never driven the car, but they're willing to go rep, uh, go there and represent themselves as they are the cool person, the cool Hot Wheel. And then they have professionals that come in, that uh, mechanics, evaluators, inspectors, that tell them how cool their car is, just to boast them. That's kind of what this is. NFT is like. No, I, I doubt the majority of these people buying these things have no idea what they are and I bet you the majority of these cards are literally centralized uh, images attached to this NFT which means that if the website goes down the NFT has uh, is is gone ain't nothing it's gone you gotta stick to IPFS or just I guess decentralized data storage right it's it's a hype people make money on hype Oh my gosh, all this money, all this money, all this money, I guess it's the thing, it's like, but it's, it's the same thing, it's the art world, right? It's a great way to hide my money for a short period of time, resell it more. Mm-hmm. Alright, go ahead. Uh, Bank of Korea to pilot CBDC on Sams
kind of concept. Chris Central Bank is highlighting a new digital crypto, uh, probably digital currency, through the Galaxy smartphones of South Korea's multinational tech giant Samsung Electronics, according to a report by Korea Times. Bank of Korea announced it would hold a bid to select its technology supplier from CPC back in May. After facing stiff competition, the contract was given to Ground X, whose Clayton platform will host the CPC. Ground X is a blockchain subsidiary of Korean communications giant Kakao. Uh, CBDCs are a central bank-backed digital currencies. The aim of CBDC is, sorry if I'm saying it too fast, CBDC is to provide a digital alternative to a country's traditional fiat currency. Some are based on blockchains, many are simply inspired by them. Most countries are researching CBDCs right now, most notably South Korea's rival China which has been piloting its digital yuan since April, last April. The Bank of Korea's pilot was launched in June, 20, June 28th this year, is looking specifically to test the practicalities of digital payments using Galaxy phones. The pilot program aims to ascertain whether it's possible to conduct payments via mobile phones using a digital currency with no internet availability or to send CBDC remittances to other mobile phones or to other connected bank accounts, an unnamed executive told Korea Times. The first phase, the pilot will run until December and access the suitability, I mean, will assess the suitability of the technology. Phase two, which is expected to run from January through next June, will assess the practicalities of the Bank of Korea, expanding its banking practices to the CBDC. Samsung has been integrating cryptocurrency into its smartphone hardware since 2019. The launch of the S10 with its built-in cryptocurrency wallet was followed in 2020 by the S20 range, which expanded on the integrated blockchain functionality with the Blockchain Key Store, a feature that enables users to store their private keys to their crypto wallets safely on their devices. Don't lose your device, because that's your key. If the pilot is successful, South Korea will be the first country to offer CBDC's alternative to services like Apple Pay, Google Pay, which enable contactless phone payments without the need of an internet connection. Mm. Like, brilliant. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how the blockchain functionality works when it comes to that. I mean, obviously you can trade offline, but you have to connect back at some point. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I can see why they're doing this, because there's a lot of people still in this world one, who don't have internet at all. Two, don't have a computer. It still blows my mind. Um, I'm not just talking about the older generation, but people who just don't have enough money. Um, and if you want them to be involved in this, you need to be able to do it offline. Well, well surprisingly, South Korea is actually more technologically advanced in comparison to yes. something like, yes. like, like Venezuela. That's why Venezuela is sticking to SMS, because there's, there's, I mean, these folks can't afford over in Venezuela. They can't afford thirty, like thirty dollars phones is as far as they're gonna, the average person is gonna get. In South Korea, you actually do have an infrastructure out there. You have things built out enough in, in, in the major cities where, and that's pretty much what this is gonna be targeting right now is major cities for the CBDCs. Now in Venezuela, you don't really have that. That's why they're sticking to text messages. Yeah, no, I, I, it, it's a technology everybody has, the SMS thing. For the most part, everybody knows they need communication techniques. But 
like the thing that weirds me out here in the U.S. is how long we've had certain technologies available and how so many people still don't have it. I get it, it's a big country, but it's like, how, how can you, how, I'm guessing there's some way to exist, but knowing what I know about connectivity, internet, the function, the functionality there, and I just can't imagine not having, not having it. Are you talking about the PlayStation? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> just because the PlayStation and the Xbox has been sold out since the newest one has came out, so I'm just, I'm just throwing little uh, jokes out there, little, little I amateur. Hate to say that I'm not plugged into that at all. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> all right, let's go on to the next one. Let's see here. Uh, da, 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 South Korea doing big things, of course, uh, but they've always been into crypto for many years, man. I remember reading South Korea and, and crypto. I mean, for, for a point there, they were actually dominating the uh, the the mining power, the, the, the Bitcoin mining power, mining hash, right? They were they were number one for a bit there uh, when China was being banned. <clears throat> Why not America? Uh, all right, number, uh, let's see. Did you read this already, or is this something else? Yeah. Thank dark thank web. Dark web so. The dark web drug dealer indicted for laundering 100. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, for laundering 137 million dollars in Bitcoin from prison. <laughs> what? Yeah, from prison. That was the key thing. I was like, what? He did this all from prison? Let's see. Let's see. A dark web drug dealer from Maryland known as, what is it, Xanax Man is accused by a Maryland federal court of laundering $137 million worth of Bitcoin from prison. Xanax Man, real name Ryan F uh, Ferris, was imprisoned three years ago for selling, uh, Al how do you say that, Alprazolam, 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 a form of strong anxiety drug, Xanax, a dark web market. In November 2018, the court ordered Ferris to forfeit 4,000 Bitcoin earned from selling drugs. <laughs> that much Bitcoin was worth 16,800 then, but would be worth $187.2 million today. He was also ordered to hand in $5.6 million in cash and property, but Ferris continued money laundering while serving the 57-month prison sentence according to the federal indictment, which the court unsealed on Wednesday. Wow. It just shows you that uh, prison is a vacation outside from the public life. Uh, the indictment alleges that Ferris, aided by his father, Joseph Ferris, laundered drug proceeds between October 2019 and April 2021. In connection with these allegations, the Drug Enforcement Administration seized 2,875 Bitcoin in February and another batch of 59 Bitcoin in May. Today, that Bitcoin would be worth $137 million. Man, this guy knows. He knows what it is. In connection with these allegations, the drug enforcement... Uh, did I already read that? Yeah, I did. While the indictment refers to proceeds derived from drug dealing, it isn't clear whether these were Bitcoin holdings the government hadn't previously known about or Bitcoin he somehow acquired while in prison. <clears throat> Wait, I don't know if you can... Can you... Uh, Maybe it's possible, man. You could, you can, you can uh, put some Bitcoin in your man purse and then uh, bring it in. I guess. Well, it'd be pretty easy. I 
remember that ridiculous and long hash, right? That's that's <laughs> it. That's it. It's tattooed on your arm. There, there it you is. go. A Bitcoin address. There you go. I don't recommend that though. Okay. For you listening out there, for you watching out there, do not stick any sort of treasure or ledger up your man purse and tattoo your private keys on your body. Okay? Don't do that. Dark web and crypto. Reliable data about the dark web, let alone users on the on the dark web, is difficult to obtain. In one attempt, blockchain analytics firm, firm Chainalysis estimated that over $800 million in cryptocurrency was sent to dark web markets in 2019. The Silk Road, a marketplace popular for buying illicit drugs on the mar on the dark market, was forced to shut down by the FBI in 2013. The agency seized 173,991 Bitcoin worth $33.6 million at the time, but there's still 444,000 Bitcoin missing. 70,000 Bitcoin that mysteriously moved in November 2020 was part of that batch, according to blockchain uh, analytics firm Elliptic. The U.S. government auction, auctions seized Bitcoin often uh, often at a premium in 2014. Venture capitalist Tim Draper acquired 30,000 Bitcoin, confiscated from the Silk Road at an undisclosed price. Paris's Bitcoin has yet to hit the market. Huh. They, 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 what, what I recall from that 2014 um, uh, auction to Tim Draper, that dude, he got for... Uh, even at that time in 2014, he still got a discounted price to buy it all in, in one batch. So it, there was a lot of people in the pool. Everybody had a, a had a. Um, it was like a money, like not not a money pool. It was. It was like a lottery. You put your name into the pool, and then the, the U.S. government decides, okay, we're going to randomly select Tim Draper. I mean, we're going to randomly select a lot of people. And whoever's the winner, Tim Draper, whoever wins this is going to pay a discounted price, Tim Draper. Uh, but no, everybody was hoping that it wasn't Tim Draper, but it was Tim Draper. Unfortunately. Yeah, I'm sure he, he paid a discounted price. At least that was what they reported he paid. He probably paid the, the full price to get the privilege of buying it for a decreased price. Mm -hmm. Regardless, in 2014, that dude... He paid a damn good price for that compared to now. Well, I mean, that's always true, right? A lot of people <clears> saw the writing of the wall with Bitcoin. And like, oh, this will be worth a lot of money in the future. Uh, Why yeah. else would people have put billions of dollars into it? Mm -hmm. They know it's going to be worth something more later. Oh, yeah. Alright, so getting on to XRP and Ethereum, classic. Both of these are riding, uh, rising a bit 10% amid slight market decline. Now, this was earlier. Um, if you guys have been looking at the market, markets are all pretty much up. Mm -hmm. um, not, hardly anything's really down right now, except for just the variances in uh, stable points. But uh, talking about like the last seven days, Ripple which is up 60%, and East Classic is up 25%, almost 25%. So neither one of them is doing particularly bad. But for this article, XRP and uh, Ethereum classic both blew up 10% today despite a half percent drop in market capitalization of cryptocurrencies. Ripple commands 60 billion of crypto's 2.1 or 2 trillion roughly global market cap, making it the seventh largest cryptocurrency according to the data aggregator economics. It trades at a price of about $30.27, having blown up about 10% overnight. 
It peaked at 132 on Sunday, its highest price since May. Ripple's rally has been building momentum over the last few days. On Friday, it posted 6% increase. On Saturday morning, it posted overnight gains of about 12. Uh, XRP's progenitor, Ripple Labs, has been locked in a courtroom wrangle against the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission since December 22nd. The SEC, Security Exchange Commission, alleges that Ripple Labs has been selling XRP in unregistered security sales. Ripple argues that XRP is not a security. Ethereum Classic also grew about 10% overnight. Ethereum Fork, the Ethereum Fork, which launched 2016, that is Ethereum Classic, currently trades about $70. Ethereum Classic maintains an unedited history of the original Ethereum ledger. It diverged from Ethereum after the first DAO half. DAO stands for Decentralized Autonomous Organization. Each DAO or DAO uses smart contracts to mimic the governance, the governance of a shareholder-run company. Pardon me, shareholder-run in June 2016, security flaws in the original DAO were exploited by attackers in a heist that cost the network $55 million at the time. The Ethereum network decided to remove the offending transactions from the Ethereum, but the Ethereum Classic network kept them on the ledger. Ethereum isn't sharing in the fortunes of its less illustrious relative today. The second largest cryptocurrency by market capitalization fell 3% in the last 24 hours to trade at 3100 Meanwhile, little has changed for the world's largest cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, continues to trade just under 46,000. Light market turn, uh, downturn, and it's only to shave off roughly 2% of its value. And it's just, you know, people trying to collect their, uh, when the market blows up and you lose your short sell, you're just trying to recoup. Let's see here, where we at? 46.7 for Bitcoin. 3200 for Ethereum. What do you think? Are we going to keep going up or is Sunday the last day and everything's going to go back down? Are we staying above 2 trillion or, or going below 2 trillion? We're, we're already in the afternoon, which means in a very, very short time. This is the afternoon on the left coast of the United States. It is currently about middle of the afternoon here, mm-hmm. uh, 2, 3 o'clock somewhere in there. When we're doing this podcast, you guys want to hear at a different time, obviously. But. Uh, once China comes online, Japan, China, the East, uh, when they come online, and then following on Monday morning when you guys come back online for normal trade, it's the thing that still weirds me out about Ethereum, Bitcoin, and all cryptocurrencies is that despite the fact that you can trade them all day, any day, the trade still typically happens on the normal trade schedule. So, Weird, huh? You know, Sunday afternoon for the for uh, Eastern countries and Monday morning. It wasn't always like that. It wasn't. I remember the back in back in those days when it was really the wild, wild west, where any any given any hour of the day, it was just wild. It's going up a thousand percent, going down a thousand, a nine hundred percent, going up. It was chaos. But this seems a lot more structured. I think there's just more corporate hands involved, big, and yeah, big institutions involved in, yeah. in the trade, and they only trade at those times. Market trades, you know, Sunday afternoon for the Western, and of course it's, it's Tuesday morning for them. By the time we get we get online in the morning on Monday, well, Tuesday. Yeah. Anyways, the point is, it's uh, it's the big institutions doing the trading. 
gargantuan. When they see the market change, they're like, well, we need to buy more. Here's the thing. Here's the thing I noticed here, uh, looking at uh, CoinGecko, is that the, the Bitcoin dominance is at 42%. I wonder if it's going to ever come above, uh, return back over 50%. Right now, it's just like, Bitcoin, it's losing its power over time. It is. Is it going to be taken up? value? But the thing is, we're looking at it just from the U.S. dollar, which I realize a lot of people are coming from. Try looking at from the euro or from the yuan or um, you know some other major uh, other fiat currency that exists, and then you'll see a very a very different picture. Although I realize they almost all track, you know, uh, with the exception of things like. Anything where the country is unstable, Venezuela, I think of, right? Um, their currency isn't going to track the same, but any major currency tends to track the same. I mean, yes, there's a difference between the British pound, the euro, and the US dollar, and there are plenty of people who trade on those differences, but they, for the most part, track. Um, and that's what you see with Bitcoin. So we're watching Bitcoin and US dollars for the most part. But, um, does it track the same everywhere else? No, it doesn't. But is it is it that far off? Or it, I'm assuming it's 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 floating it's floating at the same rate in comparison. Because from what my understanding, CoinGecko is pulling data from all around the world, right? Yeah, from a lot of different sources, sure. So I would but assume I mean, is the is the price it's running off? The, I think the price that Bitcoin typically, or that CoinGecko typically price bases the trade value between Bitcoin and, and US dollars is typically on Binance. What's the trending for on Binance right now? And that's what. Uh, it's like, is it? No, that that would be Coin Market Cap. Coin Market Cap pulls from from uh, Binance. CoinGecko pulls from uh, not from Binance, and I know that for a fact because. Uh, that's the reason why CoinGecko be, became so popular because for a while there, everybody was going to uh, Coin Market Cap, but Binance bought them off. And uh, when that happened, there was a lot of number manipulation, and a lot of people that really trusted Coin Market Cap actually abandoned it, that platform, including myself, and moved over to CoinGecko. And that's how CoinGecko boom, quickly became popular overnight. And uh, yeah, that's why we still use them to this day. Look at the, do the refresh, go to, to CoinGecko's listing and just look at Bitcoin and go to the markets and look at which price, if you're after, immediately after a refresh, close, most closely tracks your current price to the listing. I, I do, I do a refresh right now at 46,749.27 and I go down to the markets list and see what's closest to that, 749.27 uh, is currently FTX. In fact, FTS is exactly that value. I need to do another refresh and see if it comes up it's the same price, and FTX is still exactly that value. So, it, I mean, yes, Binance is in the list, uh, but Bitfinex is the first, second, third, and then FTX.us is the fourth, and its price is quite there. But just FTX by itself is actually the identical price to what they're listing. Does it change up and down? I haven't really watched it a lot. But um, there's certainly, is this similar? Sure. Um, like there's one bit for next bit for next. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, there's Bitfinex versus USD, uh, BTC versus USD, BTC versus GBP, which is uh, British pound, and the BTC versus. What are you looking at? Are you looking at exchanges? I'm looking at the markets. The markets. You go to Bitcoin and then look at markets. Oh, okay. Bitcoin down below. Yeah. Look at the markets, and the markets will show the variances between each uh, uh, fiat currency and whatever uh, a particular exchange is, is exchanging it at. And the one I'm looking at is most common, as I repeat here again, I'm going to refresh again, CoinGecko's price on Bitcoin, 46,693.37. That is exactly equal to the ETH to BTC ratio on Bitfinex right now. 46,693 is exactly that. Nothing else. Oh, no. Uh, L Bank, ETH to BTC, Binance, ETH to BTC, same price. So, are they taking the average? Probably. Are there a lot of uh, exchanges that are probably pretty close to the average? It's hard to say. They vary a lot. Hmm. Well, there you go. Your two, your two Satoshis of the day, right? It's a conspiracy. All right, Cryptonauts, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, with that said, we do have a Discord channel. I want you guys to come check out. Also, with the YouTube channel, give a thumbs up, smash the like button, subscribe for more videos. And if, you do, if you're a person on the go and likes to enjoy podcasts, we definitely do have a podcast on all the big platform uh, sites, right, like Spotify, Anchor, what's another one? Uh, Castbox. Yeah, check those places, uh, those 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 platforms out. We're on there. Uh, but Discord, interact with us. We enjoy that. We want more people in the community that is crypto like minded to chit chat crypto, especially since we have a new uh, a new product in the in, in the works that we're brewing up. Hopefully, in the next couple weeks, we'll be bringing out here. So, with that said, Cryptonauts, stack sats and hodl. Did I forget anything else? No? We're good? Adios. Adios.